0: Hello, hello, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omanyi. It is a pleasure to have you join us. I just want to start off by saying thank you, man. If you've been listening to this podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple, or SoundCloud, wherever it is, we just want to say a massive big thank you. We are now on our 11th episode, so we've got consistency. But um, welcome, welcome. Um, today's my first podcast alone. Can you believe it? it's unbelievable so i'm gonna need your help i'm gonna need your help if you're listening to me just so i know i'm not alone please go on twitter or instagram or facebook wherever it is you use and just hashtag ltcs i would love to meet some of our listeners the podcast world is so closed so oftentimes i just have to hope someone's listening i mean we have our numbers which are going up moving on up they're doing well but but it'll be good to meet some of you so if you like this podcast just or or you enjoy what you're listening to or there's a point at which you disagree with me do hashtag ltcs which stands for let's talk common sense now let's talk common sense is brought to you of course by the common sense network which is a media uh, a news media network that creates online and offline spaces for people who disagree to come together and to listen and learn from each other you'll agree with me that with the current political climate that we inhabit, uh, it is very, very good to have people who disagree talking to each other. So big up! <laughs> I just said big up. I feel like you know, what I feel like I feel like one of those people where you know when like your parents uh, have left you at home alone so you can just do whatever you want that's what i feel like i'm just here by myself and i could just say anything um anyways uh so please go on the common sense network online follow subscribe be part of the movement tcs network we are starting what's called a common sense revolution now lots to talk about today um I, I, you know we've got some top stories for instance we're going to talk about mcdonald's <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about mother care closing. This is interesting because you remember if you listen to this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Thomas Cook, uh, the airline company, closed, which affected me personally. We're going to talk about why it seems like lots of high streets are just closing in the UK. I don't know if you've noticed this. You walk around and all the shops are empty. What's going on with that? We're going to talk about some racism stuff, of course. Uh, can't get rid of it, can you? And then we'll talk about the general election as well. If you don't know, there is a general election. I'm going to help you by, you know, just typecasting, if you like, the different, the different political parties, but also taking a look at their proposals some of them want to spend more some they want to cut how is it going to work and what's this going to mean for you and your pay packet okie dokie folks but before we get into all of that i, I just want to talk a bit about a story it's a general election story but but we won't talk about the general election yeah and it's about this woman called francesca o'brien and she is a gower tory candidate so the the seat gower is open and she's a tory candidate running for the seat and <laughs> It's interesting because she made a Facebook post, right, um, where she was referring to the, the show Benefit Streets. You remember that show? It's a, it was on Channel 4 and it was about people basically claiming benefits, some of them doing it um, illegally, some of them abusing the system, so to speak. But there are people trying to get by. She made a Facebook post, Francesca, our oh Francesca, saying that people on the show needed putting down. <laughs> now this is obviously not okay and caused quite a bit of um a lot of people were angry let's put it that way um and people started saying this is unbelievable she, she, she should step down and so on and so forth and what was really interesting though and what i want to kind of make a, a point about was her response she said right she said it was an off-the-cuff remark right she didn't mean it, it just it, you know she it just off the cuff Which is really interesting because there's a long history, you'll know, of politicians saying all sorts of crazy things and then running back to the, oh, I I, I just said it, you know, it's off the cuff. Well, listen, why is it in your head in the first place? If you said that, chances are it's in you somewhere. And actually, I think it's really helpful when politicians make off-the-cuff remarks because it shows us who they are. So here's a Conservative Party candidate who is telling us that folks on benefit streets need putting down. Now, of course, you'll say it's a joke and she didn't mean it. Now, what it reminds me of, in a kind of weird way, it reminds me if you remember, if you cast your mind back to 2004. Well, Nigel farage leader of the liberal uh <laughs> i imagine <laughs> leader of the ukip party back then and we know he, he said lots of things that people widely consider as racist right but you remember one thing he particularly uh, said particularly when he said that he didn't want to live next door to romanians and bulgarians right And people said that that was racist and, you know, it was a big hoo-ha about it. And what was interesting was his defense, right? So so what Nigel Farage said was, it wasn't racist. He said those remarks. He said it was off the cuff and he said he was really tired. Hmm. Have you ever suffered from fatigue leading to racism? (laughs) It's kind of crazy to think about this idea that, being tired would cause you to say such crazy things. Racism, sexism, all of them tied to being tired. I don't know about you, but I I cannot remember the last time A bit of fatigue caused me to be racist or sexist what it really does is it shows us what's in the heart of these politicians i love it when politicians are off the cuff i love it when they speak and they think the cameras aren't watching because there you get to peer into their soul and see what they're actually thinking so sorry nigel in 2004 I didn't believe you then And there was a great article In The Guardian In 2004 um, I was reading it uh, I think it was in May 2004 About this The, the article was about um, How tiredness Can cause inadvertent racism <laughs> It's a really good article I mean The Guardian's trash But it's a really good article So you, you should try, check it out When you can But I was really interested, And I'm just tired Of all these uh, I didn't mean it It was off the cuff uh, It was meant to be Off the record No this, These things show us Who you really are And in an where politicians are so often media trained and you know appear prim proper in front of the camera these off-the-cuff remarks can be an opportunity for us to uh, an opportunity for us to really peer into the soul and see what these politicians actually think i mean look at donald trump i, I-, I- happen to think donald trump's secret tapes are probably less problematic than what he says publicly but there you go i think i think what we are seeing now is 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 more people speaking freely um but obviously gower simply sorry uh, francesca o'brien simply hasn't got enough clout yet to stand by her comments she walked it back she said she was sorry and she still expected to stand now ofcom didn't see this as a breach of their broadcasting rules so it was allowed to stand but really really interesting um that (laughs) really interesting but anyways let's move on to a story that i think might mean something or or, or people who work full-time in corporate structures or just wherever might, might look at with keen interest now mcdonald's boss steve easterbrook has been fired after found or caught rather dating an employee. Mm, office romance. So if you're listening to this, you're thinking, "Oh, there's a guy I like at work, or there's a girl I like at work." Stay away. <laughs> You'll be fired because of it. Uh, he was fired after having a relationship with an employee. What McDonald said was it was a violation of company policy, and also it showed poor. Judgment now. Mister. Easterbrook sent an email around to everybody in the, in the company, uh, acknowledging the relationship and saying that it was a mistake. Uh, he said that given the the values of the company, that he agrees with the board, and it was time for him to move on. It's really sad, actually, because I obviously I, I took a look into the story, and Mister. 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 Uh, Easterbrook joined McDonald's in 1993 and just worked his way up. Now, he he wasn't flown in by somebody. He didn't get a massive package from his, uh, his dad, like Donald Trump. He just worked his way up. Um, In 2011, uh, he became the boss of Pizza Express. Then he went on to Wagamama's. Then he came back to uh, to McDonald's in 2013. And he became the head of the UK and Northern Europe. And then in 2015, he became the chief executive of McDonald's. And in that time... In that time that he's been chief executive, McDonald's has doubled its share price. This man is credited for having revitalized McDonald's. I mean, you, you know McDonald's used to be so trash. And and in the UK, at least, like we, we saw the shops being... In fact, I'm not sure if I'm totally happy with the revamping, if you like, of, of McDonald's because now they have hard chairs everywhere and it's really annoying. But, uh, you know, the new aesthetic of McDonald's he, he's responsible for so it's really, really quite sad, but it's made me think, like, office romance, is it, I mean, sh- should it be, should this not be allowed to, to, to fall in love? I mean, love is the most natural thing, look at me, I feel like this this has turned to a podcast about love, but love is the most natural thing ever, isn't it? I mean, it's just love, I mean, think back to the person you first, when you first fell in love, you know, it's just you just fell in love, it's not mechanical so so should there be company policy i can see how this might be a problem of course if you fall in love with a subordinate which is mcdonald's policy you're not allowed to fall in love with a subordinate um i think you're allowed to fall in love with a power equal which is weird and this takes me back to chats i often have with folks um on the left um of the political spectrum who often speak about the only way romance should be allowed to happen is if you're uh, if your power equals with somebody which i'm sorry is a tired it's nonsense what do you mean a power equal how how do you measure i mean it doesn't make any sense this power equal thing but um you know it makes me think back to like being in a club i've never been to a club but imagine going to a club and like you know you're there with somebody, you're dancing and you're like oh my god i like this girl and the guy's like the girl's like oh this guy's kind of cool and then you know she she goes to lean over to her and is like so you know do you want to get, you know, grab a bite after or something like that and she's like sorry uh you know what what's your job description how much do you earn like we need to make sure we're equals like that would totally kill the mood man it would kill the mood what do you mean equals it, it's, it's weird maybe in the same company i get it but even still it's like come on love is love and it should be allowed to just blossom I didn't think I'd be doing this this morning, defending love, but there you go. It actually makes me think back to Waterloo Road. If If anyone ever watched Waterloo Road... Well, we had a teacher that fell in love with a student. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a problem there <laughs> because she's obviously a teacher. And that's wrong. That's bad, okay? Any teachers listening, stay away from the children. It's not good. But, hey, I think it's, it, it, this, it's, it's a sad loss for McDonald's. But they've already appointed a new chief executive with immediate effect. I think the president of the board is now going to be the chief exec. And it's a real shame, but I hope he's okay. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, he's been a boss at Wagamama's and Pizza Express. I'm sure they will have him back gladly now to move on to the high streets mothercare announced it's going to go into administration again this week it's so sad all these big stores just closing one it's like a domino just one after the other thomas cook you heard i still haven't got my refund back by the way from thomas cook but they 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 closed now mothercare is going into administration and and this threatens 2500 jobs oh they're gonna close probably 90 us uh, about 79 to 85 different stores across the uk and it's really sad and i've had many chats with friends about this like everywhere i go so many shops are empty and it's like what's going on why are shops empty and why is why does it seem like retail is really struggling And why is the high street super struggling well we have a report by, by, by the bbc that kind of details a couple of reasons why i think it's probably helpful you hear them and, and some of these i can speak about because this, this is something i've looked at uh, quite a lot well one is that as you know a lot of the stores uh, were not built for pur- are not built for purpose anymore uh, shops are far too empty and too big um, people aren't shopping the way they used to shop so you know karen millen announced the closure coast uh, announced closures Mo- more than 100 stores are, 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 are gone and what's happening is boohoo uh, I have a friend that works at Boohoo. They're they're like the the, the Amazon of retail, <laughs> uh, or, or of, uh, of of high street retail rather. Boohoo, a fast fashion company, is only way you can describe them, are snapping up these snapping up these different brands. The minute they close, Boohoo takes them and and doesn't represent them as a new store, but runs them as online stores, online retailers, right? It's really crazy because in July the proportion of all the shops that were empty—this is research—reached ten point three percent, which is the highest level ever since January twenty fifteen. Last year we saw Toys R R Us closed. That was sad. That was where I got my first PS two. That closed. Mapling closed. I couldn't believe that because that's where I used to get my portable chargers. Um, And Pound World, not to be confused with Poundland, of course. (laughs) or so closed, you know, altogether, the the research says about, about 150 UK retailers have closed, which is just crazy, just crazy, all the jobs, all the memories gone down the drain, of course, a big reason for this is because shopping habits are changing. As you know, with the advent of uh, all these social me- uh, media sites and apps, it's become increasingly easy to just order something by clicking a button, right? So this 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 idea of walking around and and um and uh you know d- d- kind of d- 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 just wandering through the the high streets to see what that, that just doesn't happen anymore. Just doesn't happen anymore. Online spending has gone up quite. A bit it's 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 raised as a percentage of all spending by 18.6 uh, percent between 2018 and 2019 more and more people are buying online and if you Take Debenhams, which had to look for new partners. Uh, I think it's now called Debenhams and Partners. This was one of the biggest issues it was struggling with for years, because it had been saddled with a huge amount of debt that it just quite simply couldn't repay. This is what happened with uh, Thomas Cook. Years and years of persistent debt financing meant, you know, it, the, the, it just it, it became it just wasn't feasible any, anymore to carry on as normal. As I said before, footfall is declining, uh, jobs are being cut, tastes are changing, and all these different things create the cauldron, if you like, um, which just means a lot of these shops can't compete anymore. I, I think it's really sad, and if you're listening, I'd love you to to... to, to tweet or put on instagram or facebook or whatever social media you use hashtag ltcs and let me know like some of the shops you miss because for me one of my earliest memories as i I said was getting a ps2 from toys r us when i was in i think it was year eight or so it was literally one of the best birthdays ever now of course i have african parents so when i got the when i got the the um the PlayStation, I wasn't allowed to play it. <laughs> Funny you that? for like a couple of weeks. I w- I could touch like once every few every few days or so every few weeks. I think it was mainly my dad. He just didn't like me having fun. So 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 like anytime I had too much fun, they'd be like turn it off. And it was so weird because I was like, but it's for fun. Like it's a fun thing. I can't do educational stuff on it. Then I had Crash Bandit, whatever it's called, and I had Rayman or Ray Bands. I forgot. I forgot the game. Um, I had so many different games. Oh my gosh. Ah. Oh those are the days anyways i miss those days you know those days where you had youth clubs before they were all cut and stuff like that um maybe youth clubs will come back because actually um new research into uh the different parties manifestos which are currently being written um, but also um their spending promises shows that the, the, that spending public spending is going to increase actually in the next uh, parliament um, the think tank resolution foundation said that labor and conservatives were planning big increases in the site uh, in the size of the state and uh, and thereby state spending of course there are huge questions about how they would pay for stuff you remember boris johnson um during the kind of you know w- when he was campaigning for brexit kept on speaking about he wanted to level up per, cap- uh, per-, per pupil's spending in schools that he wanted twenty thousand new police officers on the streets you all these different things that cost money he, he was speaking about now the conservative spending plan won't simply maintain the current spending levels right um but but the, but the idea was to, for it to climb to about 41.3 percent of the share of the economy right that's how much they went to spend which is which is which is crazy so public spending as a share of the economy the resolution foundation found that my is likely to climb to 41.3 percent by 2023 this is this is well above average average typically is about 37 percent right and through the financial crisis that happened in 2008 we've seen the level pretty much stay there as a as a share of, of um as a share of the economy public spending typically stayed at 35 to 37 percent we are seeing under conservatives or or this is the the the, the, what's being prescribed is we might get up to 41.3 which is a lot it's big right especially since the financial crisis um it's 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 remarkable if you think about the Conservatives typically uh, the con- the Conservatives typically are, are, are identified as this party that, that has this ideological fetish uh, toward cutting just love cutting, 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 cutting cutting. I mean we've had surpluses uh, no, yet. Yeah, just keep on cutting, so, so to see them spending means obviously they see Labour as a credible threat but also it's about time we invest in infrastructure and, uh, and our economy again and it seems like the Conservative Party is well placed to do this now Labour, if Labour won the election, by contrast the thing said that the Labour government um, in terms of their spending as a, as a share of GDP was likely to rise by to 43.3%. Mm. That's really interesting. This assumes obviously that the party would recommit 46.6 billion of extra spending that it promised in this 20, uh, 2017 manifesto whilst investing billions into capital infrastructure projects now it's crazy to think that labor which is often credited as the spend 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 party would only increase its spending in contrast to, to, to the to the conservative party by two or three percent so it's not that different both are planning to spend pretty much the same amount so I bring this up to, to help us who may be looking at the two parties and going okay Labour's gonna spend lots and conservatives aren't gonna spend not true both parties are planning to spend money. Only 2% difference if, if if these numbers are to be believed. Now, the Resolution Foundation, of course, is respected. So, so there's no significant change, really. Right? No significant change. Which means, and frees you up to vote on values. This vote really is about Brexit. It's really not about spending plans, because they both have similar plans. We do have a... I don't know what to call it, but we have a post-financial crisis... Uh, uh uh um consensus if you like the state persistent i mean it's been 11 years or so but the state it's it state persistent that, that 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 we need to spend we need infrastructure everyone gets that this election has to be about brexit what party you think will deliver brexit or maybe you want a second referendum or maybe you want i mean what what do you want you need to vote on that and vote on values what party do you think um um, represents the soul of the uk moving forward because this next election will determine will determine whether you like it or not you know the the next decade of what this country looks like and it's high time we pay attention and vote accordingly we must vote accordingly now folks it's been fun i love this podcast so much because the whole essence of it is that you get a chance to hear different perspectives and different sides of debates. Now, I've been having lots of conversations with people over the past few days about this podcast and how we grow it, how we share it. And this is kind of like a family meeting. So listening, if, if you like this podcast, listening. If you're still listening, listening. You know, and I mean, you get so many podcasts, don't you, these days? And, and at the Comments Network, we really spent a bit of time thinking about this podcast because, I mean, if you look on Twitter, there's tons of people who have chats with friends and go, you know what, let's, let's record this. The whole world should hear this. And the answer is no, they shouldn't. <laughs> so before we start anything, we always want to make sure we have maximum impact and it means something to people. So our aim for this podcast has always been for it to help you come to terms with what's happening during the week. Right. Um, but also we went to say important things about the future of the world, <laughs> which sounds crazy. Right. The future of the United Kingdom the future of humanity to answer some of the deepest and hardest questions and to really get you thinking and introducing you into new perspectives and new ideas we want to do this in under an hour because i think anything longer just is just too much and so we need your help and and the way we need your help is i want you to suggest and to give us opinions and thoughts and ideas as to what you would like to hear from us i've told you our aims but how it comes forth is for you to decide so have a think As you're listening to me now, what would I appreciate more? And hashtag LTCS and send it to us. Let us know. I will read them all. If you want to see more of this, say if you want to see more weekly stuff, say if you want to see more funny, whatever it is, let us know. Because it would be lovely to hear from our listeners and to build a community of folks who who care about this. Now some announcements to make for you is that there was a live show coming up soon we've had a live show already with the last season what wonderfully successful really fun very very engaging we're going to have another live show in London, probably before this year is over, so look out for that. I'd love to meet you in person and debate with you face-to-face. We've got more events happening like North 30, and in fact, I think you can still nominate people. You have a week left to nominate folks in the North that you think are doing amazing work. We want to really upscale their work and profile them and help people see the great work they're doing. So if you know anyone, singers, rappers, dancers up in the North please nominate them go on tcsnetwork.co.uk you'll find a link there to nominate people who you look up to who you think they uh, think their work de- deserves more more, more more attention and we will happily share that um apart from that i just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast if you do and to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't but also to share it with friends share it let us know you listen let us know you care um and and we look forward as always to seeing you next week again where we'll take you through the top issues top topics and and also start debating and discussing some of the biggest issues confronting society that's it from me folks thank you for listening until next week bye bye